1: Love Talk Radio My life is led me down the road that's so uncertain Now I am left alone and I am broken Trying to find my way Trying to find the faith that's gone This time You are holding all the answers. But I'm tired of losing hope and taking chances on roads that never seem to be the ones that break.
0: Nothing. You can also find these archived on iTunes by searching for the Kingdom of God or Nothing. And you can go to thekingdomofgodornothing.com to read along with us. We will be reading 95 Thesis by Ogden Cloud. Just click on his name and scroll down to 95 Thesis. The guest call number is 516-387-1641. That's 516-387-1641. We're talking about the 95 changes that have happened in the LDS Church Since the restoration that was given through the prophet Joseph Smith So we'll continue, or we'll just uh, continue the reading that we were doing last night uh, We've been going over this for quite a while Let me see here All right So uh, we'll start with plural marriage being done this, Which is currently taught in the church, by the way let me just open up my book. I am reading on page 96 of 95 Thesis. If you're following along in the Enzymes to the Nations, we are on page 1453. We're on topic 69D, plural marriage done away. The principle of plura, uh, plurality of wives never will be done away. He C. Campbell Journal of Discourses, volume 3, page 125. Brigham Young said, The principle of plurality of lives, I'm sorry, I can deliver a prophecy upon it, and I tell you, for I know it, I will sell over and ride triumphantly above all the prejudices and priestcrafts of the day. Brigham Young, Millennial Star, Volume 15, page 31. The United States... Says We cannot marry more than one wife. God says different. When adulterers and libertines pass a law forbidding uh, polygamy, the saints cannot obey it. Polygamy is a divine institution. It has been handed down direct from God. The United States cannot abolish it. No nation on earth can prevent it, nor all the nations of the earth combined. I decide in the United States I will obey God. John Taylor, Salt Lake Tribune, january sixth, eighteen eighty. Keeper C. Kimball once said plurality is a law of God, a law which God established for his elect before the world was formed for a continuation of seed forever. I would it would be easier for the United States to build a tower to remove the sun as to remove polygamy. Wilfred Woodruff the reason why the church and kingdom of God cannot advance without the patriarchal order of marriage is that it belongs to this dispensation, just as baptism for the dead does, or any law or ordinance that belongs to a dispensation. Without it, the church cannot progress. Oh, here. Let me see here. All right. Um, And by the way, the reason why God gave plurality of wives is for their exaltation. And uh, there was more elect feminine in the war in heaven than there were masculine. And in order for a feminine to be exalted, she has to be sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise to a masculine. And if there are less masculine than there are feminine who are the elect of God, then it is right for the elect feminine of God to be killed to a masculine. More than one. All right, that's the only reason. It's not uh, for childbearing, although that's part of it, but it's more for the exaltation of the elect of God. Anyway, continuing. And by the way, uh, let's see. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses... um, King David, King Solomon And many others lived it So it's biblical Alright, John Taylor God has given me a revelation in regard To celestial marriage, I did not make it Yet they would like us to tone that Principle down and change it And make it applicable to the views Of the day, this we Cannot do, nor can we Infer with any of the Commandments I'm sorry nor can we interfere with any of the commandments of God to meet the persuasion and behest of men. I cannot do it and will not do it. And he did not do it. (laughs) All right. Lorenzo Snow, the severest persecution have never been followed by revelation, changing a divine law, obedience to that which brought imprisonment or martyrdom. Though I go to prison, God will not change his law of celestial marriage. Whitney's History of Utah, Volume 3, page 471. We cannot withdraw or renounce it. God has revealed it, and he has promised to maintain it and bless those who obey it. Uh, That was given the Millennial Star, October 6, 1885, Volume 47, page 707. Joseph F. Smith, there are, however, enough witnesses to these principles to establish them upon the earth in such a manner that they never can be forgotten or stand out. Joseph F. Smith, 1879, Journal of Discourses, Volume 21, page 10. Let's see here. In the millennial star, it says, If all Israel will not, sanctify, will not be sanctified by the law which their, their Moses first offered them, they will peradventure receive the law of ordinances administered to them, not according to the power of an en- endless life. Men will be saved in the last days, as in former days, according to their faith and willingness to receive the word of God and walk in it. Millennial Star, volume 16, page 36. <clears throat> Hebrew C. Kimball, You might as well deny Mormonism and turn away from it, as, opposed to, uh, as to oppose the plurality of wives. But the presidency of this church and the twelve apostles and all the authorities unite with one voice that they will oppose that doctrine, and the whole of them would be damned. <clears throat> e. C. Kimball, Journal of Discourses, Volume 5, Page 203. Wilford Woodruff, "We won't quit practicing plural marriage until Christ shall come." All right, and that was given May of 1888 in Manti, uh, the Manti Utah Temple. You can find that in historical quarterly, fall 1971, page 39, I'm sorry, volume 39, page 359. But today, the church says, so polygamy was given to the Latter-day Saints by the Lord as a part of the restoration of all things, and now it was taken away by the Lord, which is a complete, and utter lie. In both instances, the giving of this practice and its discontinuance was a divine act. It was not man. Marky Peterson, "Wave the Master, okay, Marky Peterson was an apostate apostle, right? <clears throat> "Wave the Master, page 52. Why would God restore something just to immediately take it away? And why would the saints sit there and say, oh, we we'll live that in the millennium? Um, well, if you don't live the laws of God now, you're in a, a disobedience to the laws of God. And I don't know. Uh, Joseph F. Smith Conference Report. We have announced in previous conferences, as it was announced by President Woodruff, plural marriages have ceased in the church. See, I want to say that we have been doing all in our power to prevent it or stop it. And in order that we might do this, we have been seeking to our utmost to find men who have been the agents and cause of leading people into it. <clears throat> so they started uh, persecuting the people who are actually trying to live God's higher laws. We find it very difficult to trace or trance them out. Um, but when we do find them we and can prove it upon them, we will deal with them as we have dealt with others that have been we've been able to find. And that was April uh, April of 1911. Uh, conference report, page eight. <clears throat> All right. So the manifesto is what changed the so-called well, the the revelation that so-called revelation that changed plural marriage. So let's let's get into that for a minute. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Jeremiah chapter nine, verses thirteen through sixteen. And the Lord saith, uh, because they have forsaken my law. Which I have said before them, and have not obeyed my voice, neither walked therein, but have walked after the imaginations of their own heart, and after Baalim, which their fathers taught them. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will feed them, even this people, with wormwood. I will give them water of gall to drink. I will scatter them also among the heathen, whom neither they nor their fathers have known and i will send a sword after them till i have consumed them. And Romans chapter 1 verse 25 in the New Testament it says who changed the truth of god into a lie and worshipped and served the, cre- uh, the creature more than the creator <clears throat> who is blessed forever amen. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 13 in the New Testament If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, and he cannot deny himself. So God is not going to deny a law that he has given any of his eternal principles or himself, right? All right. In the Doctrines of Covenants section 3, verses 7, I'm sorry, 1, 7, and 8, it says, Remember, remember that it is not the work of God that is frustrated, but the work of men. For behold, you should not have feared man more than God, although men said it not the counsels of God and despise his words. Yet you should have been faithful, and he would have extended his arm and supported you against all the fiery darts of the adversary, and he would have been with you in every time of trouble. Doctrine and Covenants section 98, verse 13 through 15 And whosoever layeth down his life for my cause and for my name's sake shall find it again, even eternal life. Therefore, be not afraid of your enemies, for I have decreed in my heart, saith the Lord, that I will prove you in all things, whether you will abide abide in my covenant, even unto death, that you may be found worthy. For if you will not abide in my covenant, ye are not worthy of me. (laughs) Joseph Smith taught, And now, beloved brethren, we say unto you that inasmuch as God hath said that he would have a tried people, that he would purge them as gold, now we think that this time he has chosen his own crucible, wherein we have been tried. And we think if we get through uh, with any degree of safety, we shall keep the faith (laughs) that it will be a sign to this generation. You can find that in teachings of the prophet Joseph Smith, page 136. Hebrew C. Kimball said, uh, Jesus meant to say, If you have lost the saving principles, you twelve apostles and you that believe in, in my servants, the twelve, you shall be like unto the salt that, that has lost his saving principles. It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. I will suffer my bowels to be taken out before I will forfeit the covenant I have made with him and my brethren. Do you understand me? Judas was like salt that had lost its saving principles, good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. It is just so with you, men and women. If you do not honor your callings and cultivate the principles you have received, it is so with you, ye elders of Israel, when you forfeit your covenants. I know that the day is right at hand when men will forfeit their priesthood and turn against the covenants they have made, and they will be destroyed as Judas was. <clears throat> Hebrews C. Kimball, Journal of Discourses, Volume 6, page 125-126. George Q. Cannon, who was an apostle, <clears throat> excuse me, there are men who say, to the practice of plural marriage. Uh, yield this practice, okay? So he's talking about marriage. Yield this practice for the present. Perhaps public opinion may soften, and then this principle will be hot and practiced. I look ap- I look upon such a suggestion as I look upon such a suggestion as from the devil. It would be quite as proper to pro- propose apostasy for a short season until public public opinion. Would become more favorable to us if there are any in the church who cannot stand the pressure, instead of walking or instead of talking, compromise. Let them withdraw quietly from the church if they can see nothing in the principle of celestial marriage worth contending for. Leave those who do see and appreciate its value to fight the battle alone. George Q. Cannon. Juvenile Instructor, Volume 20, page 156, and that was given in
1: 1885.
0: All right, let's see here. Brigham Young said, does this church want, this church want it as God organized it, or do you want to clip the power of the priesthood and let those who have the keys of priesthood go and build up the kingdom in all the world whether the people, wherever the people will hear them? Doctrinal History of the Church, Volume 7, page two thirty-five. But today, after the great apostasy of the church, President Grant denies having this authority, the sailing power. He says, But if I want to say to the but I want to say to the latter day saints, mo- no man upon the face of the earth has any right or any authority to perform poor marriage. And there are no plural marriages today in the church of Christ because no human being has the right to perform them. So he's, he's admitting that he doesn't have those keys so that he doesn't have all the keys, right? But, and people are like, well, the prophet has all the keys on the priesthood. Well, this guy, who was the president of the church, who you proclaim to be a prophet, he was an apostate prophet, just said, I don't have the keys. I don't know what to tell you. All right. Principle seventy: the laws of God over the laws of man. Proverbs twenty-eight verse four: they that forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law contend with them. Proverbs twenty-eight verse four. In Acts it says, then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. Acts chapter five verse twenty-nine. hold on here all right my alarm was just going off told me at twelve o'clock in the morning <laughs> all right let's see here romans six sixteen know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey ye are ser- uh, his servants are uh. know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey his servants are Ye are to whom ye obey. So if you obey man, then you are the servants of man, not the servants of God. Right? Whether the sin, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. All right. D&C 98, six through seven. Therefore, I, the Lord, justify you and your brethren of my church, and befriending the law. Which is the constitutional law of the land, because the Constitution is its inspired word of God. And it was you know, Thomas Jefferson, um, George Washington, the, these founding fathers were prophets of God. Um, they were inspired of God. Constitution is inspired. So, therefore, and that's why Lucifer wants to destroy it so badly, because it goes completely against his, his, his kingdom. Anyway, DNC section 98, I therefore, therefore I the Lord justify you and your brethren of my church in befriending that law which is the constitutional law of the land, and as pertaining to law of man, whatsoever is more or less in this cometh of evil. <laughs> DNC, uh, thir- I'm sorry, 134 verse 4, we believe that religion is instituted of God and that men are a abenor- demon. I'm sorry. Amenable to him and to him only for the exercise of it unless their religious opinions prompt them to infringe upon the rights and liberties of others. But we do not believe that human law has a right to interfere in, in prescribing rules of worship to bind the consciousness of men, nor take form for public or private devotion. That the civil magistrate should restrain crime but never control conscience. Should punish guilt But never suppress the freedom of the soul End quote That's D&C section 134 verse 4 Brigham Young said Do you think that we shall ever be admitted into a, uh, As a state Into the union without denying the principle Of polygamy If we are not admitted until then We shall never be admitted Brigham Young Journal of Discourses Volume 11 page 269 Let's see here but, okay, so that's the way it was. Now this is the way it is today. <sighs> um, all right. The apostate apostle Mark e. Peterson said, Finally, we, uh, we are honor-bound honor to the government. So he serves the government. Therefore, the government is his master, my God. We're honor-bound to the government and people of the United States upon a consideration we have fully received, statehood. To discontinue the practice of polygamy or plural marriage, the Latter-day Saints will not violate their plighted faith. Uh, Okay, whatever. Statement um, by Grant, Ivins, and Clark. Oh, that was the uh, first presidency, uh, the seventh president of the church, Hubert J. Grant, Ivins, and Clark were his uh, counselors, I think. Anyway, that was it In the Way of the Master, written by Marquis Peterson, page 63. All right. Oh, I'm not even sure. C-O-N-T, period, volume 13, page 197. I don't know where that is. Conference report? No, it's not it. Anyway, I'm just going to read it. When the manifesto was given, the church wrote, Washington, D.C., we have voluntarily put aside some things that we have always felt a sacred principle to be in harmony with those not of our faith. So that scripture, there's a scripture that says, uh, if you are friends with the world, you're enmity or in opposition with God. You give up the principles and laws that God has given you to be friends with the world, and you become an enemy to God. Oh. All right, we're going to get into something a little bit different, but it's it's pretty interesting. But this is uh, this was part of the Torah. Um, The law of God back in the old days Um, It's called raising seed unto a brother This is principle 71 If brethren dwell together and one of them die And have no child The wife of the dead shall not marry without unto a stranger Her husband's brother shall go in unto her And take her to wife Take her to him to wife and perform the duty of a husband's brother unto her. Now, you can find that in Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 5. See also Genesis chapter 38, verse 8, and Ruth chapters 3 and 4. Because Ruth went to, uh, her husband died, I guess, Boaz, or I don't know. It's been too long since I've read Ruth. Anyway, we'll continue on. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 24, it says, now there were with us seven brethren, and the first, when he had married a wife, deceased, and having no issue, he went, or he left his wife unto his brother. That's interesting. So there were seven, uh, let's see, and now there were with us seven brethren, and the first, when he had married a wife, died. And having no issue or no children, he left his wife and to his brother. It sounds like property management. That, but this is the gospel. I mean, uh, this this was the Torah. So, And they still live the Torah in the New Testament. All right, it wasn't done away with. Uh, Matthew chapter 22, verse 24. Joseph Joseph Young said, Suppose, therefore, we get rid of some of our self selfishness and be willing if proper to take the wife of some faithful brother who has passed behind the veil and raise up posterity unto him. If we can do this in con- uh, connection with other duties which have, have to be performed, we should be uh, doing good for others as well as ourselves. So one of Joseph Smith's plural wives was Eliza Roxy Snow. And when Joseph Smith died, she was given to her, she was given to her brother uh, through the law of adoption. But Brother Brigham Young and he became her new husband. And uh, anyway, but that was Joseph Young. You can find that in Journal of Discourses, Volume Six, Page uh, Two Forty Two. Actually, I'm going to open up a chat room for a little bit that we're going to be on here for, so if people want to ask questions that are appropriate. They can ask questions. All right. It's, uh, it's opening up. So, all right. Let's see here. I'm always delighted when I hear President Taylor speak, as he did this morning, on the principle of brothers taking their brothers' widows to wife. There are many young women among us pining away that should be mothers in Israel That should be raising posterity because, So they should be having children Because that's what they want to do That's natural for women but Actually it's natural for men too Because men Well I mean I love my children to death And I don't want more of them So <clears throat> and we'll take a call here Area code uh, 941 I'm going to bring you up here if you want uh, hey, Go no, ahead put no, your don't... question on
2: Hey. Um, my question is Where do you get this information From that you're
0: reading from on a show um, We're reading a book Called 95 Thesis And you can find that to read For free online at Thekingdomofgodornothing.com um, You go over to the There's like a bunch of tabs up on the top You just click on Ogden Kraut And then you can scroll down and find that book It's in alphabetical order just click on the thesis, and we are on uh, topic seventy one.
2: So, so, I was just wondering so, where. Yeah, I was wondering where you get the information from. Is it something that is hard to find?
0: Well, I mean, I'm reading a book that somebody else compiled. Ogden Kraut was the author of the book, but he's basically he compiled lots of scriptures and lots of quotes. And, you know, he compiled them into this book over a period of two or three days. Of course, I think he, well, he knew them before, but I think he wrote it back in the 70s. But uh, according to his son, who's my friend, uh, the Spirit just came upon him, and he started writing, and he just was able to compile this. But um, it gives all the references to the scriptures that are being used, um, The the first mention of this type Of thing was in Deuteronomy Chapter 25 verse 5 And it talks about If a a husband Dies that the wife should be Given to her brother So that the brother can raise up children Unto the dead husband Like for his posterity So his line doesn't End with uh, You know his death Actually can go on so it's. I think it's kind of like the law of adoption, but I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't know that much about this particular law. Um, I know about it, and I think it's interesting. But, uh, yeah, that's, so that's where we're reading this from.
2: Well, you say you can find it on your website. Do you promote it, or is that something the Mormons do?
0: No, I, I'm i just reading a book that a uh, uh, Mormon from way back, he compiled these things. So um, you can find it on my website at thekingdomofgodornothing.com and just click on Ogden Kraut. It's right there. It's like right there on the top of the page. And that'll bring you to another page within my website. And there's like... I don't know, 70, 80, 90 bucks. I'm not really sure. But if you scroll down, it's all in alphabetical order. So you just scroll down to end, and then you'll find 95 pieces. And you click on that, and you can read the whole book for yourself on your own, on your computer. Um, you can also buy the book through Amazon.com. Um, but I don't, I don't know how to do that. I have another – I have a book that I, was, uh, that I bought from Kevin Kraut, the son of Ogden, and uh, it's like an encyclopedia With all of his books in it It's like 4,000 pages long So that's why I'm ready to get
2: out of I just have one more question for you, if you don't mind okay. um, Do you think there's a certain uh, Focus on what you do To draw people into the kingdom of God That you talk about Is there a, a a uh, uh, main topic that you stick to, or do you basically jump around from all the different mormon teachings and, and pull from that
0: well i I go back to the restoration, so you know how like, Joseph the, baptist, the, the baptist
2: the Baptists believe. In salvation and the Pentecostals believe in the Holy Spirit Do you have something specific that you use As your tool for leading others?
0: Well I, I kind of just want to live what God Wants us to live and I want to bring these, this knowledge back To the people of the world and the church um, I kind of like there's a scripture that says that when the people live all that God has commanded, then will Zion be redeemed. Let me see if I can find that real quick so I can quote it properly. But it's about, okay, so in the New Testament it talks about the time of by the restitution of all things or time of restoration that would come in the last days. Um, is that like a heaven on earth type deal? Isn't
2: that what you're talking about, like well, a heaven yeah. on earth?
0: Yeah, well, what it is, is Zion, well, Zion was the city of Enoch that was taken up into heaven. That is where God lives. That's the kingdom of God in heaven. In the millennium, that kingdom will descend and be on the earth. When people are restored to the fullness of the gospel and do all that God has commanded, and they become righteous as the city of Enoch was righteous, then the kingdom of heaven will come down on the earth in its fullness, with the Father and the Son and all of the holy resurrected prophets and disciples. And that kingdom will rule, as it says in Daniel chapter two, forever. That's what. We, but there has to be a people that are willing to turn to God and to turn back to all of His holy commandments, keep all that He has given. Um, well. There's some things that have been done away, uh, like the law of Moses has been done away, but the feasts and the festivals and the true proper Sabbath, they've never been done away with. God fulfilled the law. He didn't do away with it. So there's sacrifices and stuff that happened before the law of Moses was given that should be lived today. Um but the sacrifice that Jesus Christ gave to us, that has been fulfilled, But there are other laws that have not been fulfilled. So it's up to us, uh, his saints on the earth, to actually live all that he has committed so that we as a righteous people are worthy to receive the kingdom of God. And then when that happens, Jesus Christ's prayer will be fulfilled when, uh, when he said you should pray and say, um, you know, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done On earth as it is in heaven Because today, his kingdom Is not on the earth I mean, p- portions of it are But not his Kingdom, the, the heavenly kingdom That comes down on the earth that, that will be during the millennium But we have to be able To be worthy to live it And uh, So that's kind of why I do what I do Because um, I'm trying to get people To actually Follow God and the scriptures Rather than following man on the earth
2: Plural, mar- plural marriage Is a big thing that you talk about Isn't it? Is that something you use A lot about uh, Mormonism?
0: Yeah it was um, During the days of Joseph Smith It was kind of a secret thing That they were doing because they Joseph just knew that people couldn't handle it But as part of the Restitution of all things Uh, and it would be brought back in the last days. Um, People like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, uh, King Solomon, King David, and many other prophets actually did live the law of plural marriage. Uh, A lot of people don't understand it, and I didn't either for a long time, and I studied as much as I could about it, but I didn't understand it. But finally, when I asked God about it, I was taken up and shown a vision of the eternities, and I was shown that in order for the elect race, or basically, okay, so during the war in heaven, you had everybody, and you had two plans. You had the plan of salvation and the plan of damnation. Lucifer was over the plan of damnation. Jesus Christ was over the plan of salvation. Lucifer, his plan was that we would come down on the earth and experience life in mortal bodies but he would control everything that we did so that we would not be able to um, have experiences um, and not be able to progress, but we would be damned um, under his law. But we'd all make it back. Um, the plan of salvation was that Jesus Christ would allow us to have free agency so we could make mistakes and learn from them, but if we turn to him, he would absolve us of his sin or of our sins, uh pay for them basically in the Garden of Gethsemane upon the cross and we would be able to progress uh further uh, and have further light knowledge and all that. So, um when the plans were presented, um most people thought that Lucifer's plan was pretty alright, you know, but they didn't realize that in order to experience and to gain full understanding, you have to actually make mistakes and then, you know, correct yourself and and grow in that learning process. And so uh, many of the elect um, and they were elect because they always stayed with Jesus Christ, like Michael and like myself, others, we realized um, why Jesus and why this plan was better for us, so that we could progress. So we taught that to the others. Now, because there there were many more elect feminine than there were masculine. All right, and so in order to receive the highest crown in the kingdom of heaven, you have to be an elect, and in order to uh, not an elect, I'm sorry, you have to be filled by something called the Holy Spirit of Promises. It's a preset ordinance. Um, you basically have to be sealed up unto God. So that's like when they say, um, when you become one with Jesus and the Father, he gives you all that he has. Well, that's what it means to be sealed up to the Father. Because there were many more um, uh, feminine spirits than there were masculine, and because the feminine and the masculine have to be sealed because a man without the woman cannot be one with the Lord, you have to be sealed now, if there's more feminine, probably not confusing here, but if there's more feminine that are elect and can qualify to become la, or uh, to become exalted with the father and become one with the father, they have to be sealed to a masculine that's why God uh, allows or actually that's why god has the prophets living poor marriage. Um, That's why Abraham Isaac Jacob lived it Um, That's why King Solomon lived it That's why Moses lived it It was for that reason Now God through the restoration Or the restitution of all things In the last days um, Has you know brought this law back Because The scripture says When a people live all that I have commanded Then Zion from above Come down The city of being equal Come down The church of the firstborn Will come down Out of heaven And take its place Upon the earth So um, So in the last days We have to Get back to what God Has uh, told us to To live And if we don't do that Then we won't be worthy To come into his kingdom So we have to do more Than just know about it We actually have to Live these laws That's why God Um uh, so that's why I talk about plural marriage, because um, the United States made the church give plural marriage up back in the 1890s, but God never issued a command for that to happen. He never rescinded his, his eternal law, because, well, he can't, because he has to abide the laws of, of the eternities. So, yeah, I talked about that, I talk about um, the United the Order, the law, which is the- where we have all things in common. What's that?
2: If you're declaring the restoration of all things Don't you think you're getting ahead of yourself Or are you saying what's yet to come
0: It's already Well it started It already started with the prophet Joseph Smith But it stopped because of the wickedness of the people So um, God commanded there to be temples built And they did build a temple in Kirtland, Ohio Um, But then there was an apostasy, and he told them to build another temple, which they didn't do. And then he told them to build another temple so that the Father could come into that temple and restore everything to them and his full power, like the priesthood of God, the Father. But they didn't do it. So you say the
2: restoration Um, has already
0: started. Is that what you're trying to say? It's already started, uh, but there was a time... Because of the disobedience of man That it was uh, kind of put on uh, Pause for a while Um, I can't remember where the Scripture is but Jesus talks about how He will hide his face uh, from us For a little season Well the reason he did that was because of the Wickedness of the people He basically cursed them And everything was put on Pause uh, For 160 years or four Generations So um, That uh, was started in, let me think, 1844, when the prophet was taken away from the people because he was murdered uh, by militia and the government of the United States. And uh, that was the beginning of the cursed time where the four generations basically paused. And in the spring of 2003... Um, he started it up again basically So like you're seeing a lot more people All around the world Seeing visions of Jesus Christ uh, Having heavenly manifestations Being taught And the gift of prophecy You know a lot of, of the spiritual gifts Are coming back And that's a part of the restoration as well um, But One of the things that happened In 2003 Was by myself while praying about what it meant to have your calling and election made sure. And it talks about that a little bit in the book of First or Second Peter. I can't remember where. But I wanted to know because Peter said that that's what all saints should strive to have their calling and election made sure. So, But it doesn't tell you in, in the uh, New Testament or the Old Testament what that actually means. So, you know, I know that God says if you lack wisdom, ask him, and he will give it to you. And I know that he does because he is giving me many revelations and showing me many visions um, so I can understand what he's talking about. Well, um, in the spring of 2003, I was asking God what it meant to have your calling an election made sure. And I was taken up in the spirit. Um, I was taken up by the spirit uh, in the flesh to a high mountain, kind of like Moses was a little different though but anyway I was taken into a temple of God and I saw the Father and the Son face to face and uh, when I saw the Father I fell down on my face before him and he uh, commanded me to get up and he opened his arms to me and I embraced him I felt his flesh Um, I also embraced Jesus Christ and I felt his flesh and he gave me the fullness of the priesthood, and I like, am his witness. Um, That's I, don't know if, I know, I know a lot of yeah. I know it's crazy uh, if it's not true, but it it was as real as anything I've ever experienced. So, and like when I was with them, it was just like his love was just magnified by infinity. I mean, it was so powerful, it was overwhelming.
2: I have one more question. So, before you start off the phone. Can I ask okay. you one more question? Okay. Sure. If this restoration that you speak of is already started, then what's the need for it to be preached?
0: Well, if people don't know about it, then how are they supposed to do it? It's like in Amos chapter three verse seven, uh surely the Lord God will do nothing except for he um he tells it to his prophets or his servants, the prophets. And how will people know unless somebody testifies of what God has told them to do and God has That's the
2: gospel. It's talking about the
0: gospel in that verse. Yeah. That anytime God does anything he says in Amos chapter um, chapter three, he will send prophets. So remember in Revelations chapter 11, it talks about two witnesses coming for three and a half years to testify in Jerusalem. Well, those are witnesses. Those are prophets of God coming on the earth to try to turn people back to God and to the law of God. That happens in these days. But first, before they go to Jerusalem, they go to the tribe of Ephraim. So, which is not in Jerusalem. So, Ephraim uh, was taken captive by Assyria around 700 uh, B.C., and they were part of the Ten Lost Tribes. Uh, A lot of people don't know what happened to them, but basically what it was is that um, when Assyria fell, they went up into the Black Lakes region. They called themselves the sons of Isaac, so Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they called themselves the sons of Isaac. They later became the Saxons and the Gauls and uh, I can't remember all the different tribes, but they were those tribes that went up into northern Europe and conquered uh, the heathens that lived up there and settled all throughout France, Germany, Denmark, um, England, Ireland, Scotland, all of that. Those are those northern tribes. Russia, there's many, uh, many people from Russia. They are literally the ten lost tribes of Israel. So um, now in Genesis chapter uh, 49, when Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, placed his hands upon the son, his son Joseph, um, he said, uh, how did he put it? He, gave, he basically gave him a blessing uh, and told him what would happen to his his children in the future. He said that his people would be taken away from the other tribes and that they would go to another land. And he gave a geological indicator for the place that these people would go to. And he said that they would be in the utmost bounds of the Everlasting Hills if you look on a map, there's only one mountain chain that goes almost from the Arctic, uh, South Arctic, all the way to the North Arctic, and that is the Andes and the Rocky Mountains. Well, the utmost bounds of the Everlasting Hills is where the land of Joseph would be, or well, basically the land of Joseph. Um, So, this is where the restoration would take place. This is where Zion would be. Which is separate from Jerusalem. So in the millennium, there's two capitals: there's Zion and there's Jerusalem. Well Jerusalem is in Judea, but Israel is North America. And the reason why I say that is because, hold on here. This um, okay. So Jacob had. <laughs> I've got an alarm going off. I got to turn it off here. Oh, I forgot that it was on. <laughs> Anyway, so um, Israel – I mean, no, I'm sorry. On, I'm, sure I'm just trying to find the salon here. i got to go to work in like 15 minutes. All right, so um, God changed um, Jacob's name to Israel, Um uh, Israel had a son named Joseph, and Joseph had two sons, the oldest, Manasseh, and the youngest, Ephraim. Well, Jacob uh, basically brought Ephraim and Manasseh as half-tribes into the tribes of Israel, but Jacob or Israel placed his name upon Ephraim, so Ephraim's name is Israel. <laughs> now, Ephraim um, This is the tribes, the pilgrims, and all of that that came to North America. And this land, the land of Joseph, is Israel in the last days. Um, They should call Palestine Judah, because that Judah was where Jerusalem was. That wasn't called Israel until these last days. Anyway. Um, but so uh, Israel had the birthright Or the tribe of Ephraim had the birth, birthright But they would be taken into the utmost bounds of the everlasting hills Which is North America Anyway, but they would ha- they would be the ones that had the birthright And the right to the restoration uh, To bring all things back in order And I'm one of those people And I don't know, I think I'm going off on the tangents <laughs> There's so much to, like, to talk about, you know Did you have any other questions?
2: No, that was my last question I was just trying to point out The fact that God gave the gospel To men to preach But he did say he'd never add to it Or take away from what was written
0: Oh, well that's true In Deuteronomy, he said not to add to or take away from the law, the Torah. Um, And in Revelations, uh, the last chapter, he said, do not uh, add to or take away from this this book or this revelation. I know a lot of Christians want to say, well, that means the Bible. But are you aware that there were many books taken out of the Bible already? And... um, The book of Revelation was actually not the last book that John wrote. John wrote his letters, uh, 1 John, 2 John, I think 3 John, um, after he wrote the book of Revelations. Well, in 325 AD, Constantine, who was the emperor of Rome, had a council at Nicaea, and they compiled the Bible at that point. They placed the book of Revelation at the end, So, everybody says, well, that means the whole Bible. Now, notice, it does not say that God cannot add to his word if he wants to. And it does not say that God cannot bring back those former um, scriptures that were taken out of the Bible if he chooses to. Because there's many more prophets and many more scriptures than what is in the Bible. Uh, In fact, well, I don't want to get too much into it, but... Uh, In Ezekiel chapter 37 It actually speaks Of the book or stick Of Judah so What that's talking about is when you Back then you had everything on uh, Scrolls and What you put the scroll on was a stick So a stick is a record or a book Now you've got a record from the tribe Of Judah but you Also have a record from the tribe of Joseph It talks about that in uh, Ezekiel Chapter 37 And God says that there would be one in his hand. Well, the Bible comes from Judah. That is the stick of Judah. But the world doesn't know where the stick of Joseph is, but we do. It's it's called the Book of Mormon. Um, In Isaiah chapter 29, he speaks of uh, this record coming forth, and he gives an indicator for, for the time in the world when you would see This record come forth He said that Lebanon Would then be esteemed as a forest Well um, When Israel was made into a nation After the Holocaust Lebanon planted one Tree for every Jew Killed in the Holocaust A country about the size of Los Angeles planted six Million trees and the Prophecy was fulfilled for the coming Of that book That's the 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 record of the tribe of Joseph So the whole world Would reject the Book of Mormon But I would ask them Where's the record that was prophesied To come forth from the tribe of Joseph Because Judah the, The Bible comes from Judah alone Not from Joseph So
2: The Bible actually is inspired By the Holy Spirit And
0: it says not to add to the book of Revelation It comes I know but it comes from Prophets from Judah It is the record from the tribe of Judah The book of Mormon which is the stick of Ephraim That is spoken of in Ezekiel chapter 37 Comes from prophets which were of the tribe of Joseph Which was one of the other sons of Jacob It is the word of God as well so when people say that you should not add to or take away from the book of of the Bible or the book of Revelation, well, it doesn't say God can't, because God did. That's where the Book of Mormon comes from. Um, in the Book of Mormon, Moroni chapter 10, it says um, – I can't remember exactly how I put it. Let me pull it out here. <sighs> See I used to be Baptist uh, Southern Baptist back in the 90's And I know all of these Arguments that people bring against The Book of Mormon and I understand Them but like I said In uh, John chapter No James chapter 1 verse 5 it says If you lack wisdom ask God and he will reveal it to you Um, But in The Book of Mormon which is is The record of Joseph it says Behold I would exhort you that when ye shall read these things if be wisdom in God that you should read them, that you would remember how merciful the Lord hath been unto the children of men from the creation of Adam, even down until the time when you receive these things, and ponder it in your heart. And when ye shall receive these things, I would exhort you that you would ask God the Eternal Father in the name of Jesus Christ if these things are not true. And if you would ask with a sincere heart and with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it, Unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost And by the power of the Holy Ghost You may know the truth of all things And that's the promise God gives So but remember In James chapter 1 verse 5 6 and 7 I think it does say, if you lack wisdom, ask God and he will give it to you. That's revelation. But it says, let him ask in faith, not wavering, for he that is like a wave is tossed to him and fro on the sea. So you've got to actually study with a believing heart as a little child and trust God that he is not going to deceive you. When you do that and you make your mind up that something is true, uh, if, if you're wrong, the spirit is going to withdraw from you and you're going to know that you're wrong.
2: But if you like before my phone dies. Right. Before my oh, phone yeah. dies, I got two things. I've never heard of okay. uh sticks. I've heard of Joseph, but I've never heard of sticks and the mm-hmm. gospel being a stick and uh Joseph was uh a man Talks about in the Bible from the old testament. Uh, I believe he was yeah. uh Isaac's son. Um, I've heard of right, Joseph's Jacob, story Jacob's son That's mm-hmm. right yeah. But the uh, yeah. Book of Mormon I've known to be of the Book of Mormon And you don't claim The Book of Mormon as a Mormon You have said that You are against the Mormons So it's confusing um, Oh
0: yeah when I Okay so I do I When I asked God if the Book of Mormon was true And if Joseph Smith was truly a prophet of God The Holy Spirit came down on me like fire And I knew that it was true Um, The reason why I kind of protest against the Mormon church Is because God gave them all of these higher laws And he he asked them to be obedient to those laws Just kind of like he gave all these laws to Israel You know, to Judah and all that And they were just disobedient They went doing other things, they incorporated other things into their religion, and they stopped doing what God asked them to do, and there was a curse upon those people for doing that. The same thing applies to us in our day. God told us as a people to do certain things, and the church has gone away from them. They want to be popular with the world, so they give up what God has told them to do. And they preach the Book of Mormon, and they preach the The basics of the gospel But they don't actually do What God has asked them to do So my goal Mm -hmm. My goal is to Remind the people Of what God has asked them to do And to turn them back To actually doing what God has asked them to do Because if there is not a people Who will live God's law Then His kingdom can't come on the earth In its fullness and when is, Jesus returns, there will be a people that are worthy of his kingdom and will all be destroyed because of that, except for the few. So,
2: God has asked us to reject any gospel that is not the gospel according to God, and it says that anyone yeah. with a different gospel will be cursed. Are you aware of that scripture?
0: Yep. And I understand that as well See Jesus Christ came to pay for our sins That's the gospel that, That's the uh, bottom line he, And, and that's he was what, resurrected
2: that's what, as well As well, right That would be what you would preach To get others to come into the kingdom of God And to gather the elect Would be that Jesus Christ Rose from the dead He was crucified, dead and buried it wouldn't be anything added or taken away from that. It would be Christ crucified, as Paul said, and that would be the gospel. I don't know about a stick. Mm -hmm. I don't know about Joseph, but uh, I know about Jesus. And he said uh, not to be deceived by another gospel. That was the spirit of Christ speaking that it would not uh, deceive the world because many false prophets would come, you know.
0: Yeah, and I understand that as well. That's why God told us to be believing as little children, but to go to him. So if my children come to me and ask me about something that that they are learning, I'm going to teach them what I know about it. But our father knows all things. If we go to our father and we have a believing heart and we ask him something that we believe is true, he will testify to it. Through the Holy Spirit by revelation About whether it's true or not So that we can be built upon the rock of Revelation Now um, in Galatians chapter 3 Verses 22 let and
2: 23 Let me jump in here real quick Because my phone is about to die out My battery low So let's say one more thing I hope you see my point tonight About the yeah. false gospel Because if I'm not saying the Book of Mormon is right and the Joseph Prince is right. I don't believe in anything other than what I was taught That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. But if you're not even preaching mm-hmm. under the teachings of the Book of Mormon, of the Mormons and their congregation, you have disqualified yourself.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, the reason why I teach the way I do is because the Mormons already accept the resurrected Jesus Christ. They already know about that. But, the, but the, the way God wants us to live, they've rejected the way that God, is, God wants us to live. He wants us to get back to actually living the commandments, to living, the uh, well, not the Torah, but the laws of God. The, um, the things that he has asked us to live in the last days and how he's asked us to live it as part of the restoration of all things. He's made the commandments in the LDS Church. They accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior as a resurrected being who paid for their sins in the Garden of Gethsemane and sealed it upon the cross.
2: You're, you're and that's how that
0: they do that.
2: You're rejecting them, though. But, you're using their books, but you're rejecting their teachings. It doesn't add up. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, no, I'm not. No, I don't think you understand. I am restoring or I'm trying to bring back the original teachings before it was perverted by the concepts of man. That's what I'm doing. I'm not I'm not trying to I'm trying to get the people to understand or to remember what the prophets have given to them already. And if but if they don't if they keep on going after the ways of the world, then they'll be rejected, you know, in the kingdom of God. So What I want, what I would like to do, and what the reason why I spend so much time on these radio programs, is because I want people to actually do what God has asked them to do. That's that's why I do what I do, and the reason why I don't get into the basics is because they already accept the basics. But if God has commanded them to do certain things and live certain ways, and the people don't do it, they're under condemnation, and there's a curse that comes along with that. And they'll receive uh, an inheritance in the kingdom of heaven, but the highest blessings are given to those who are obedient. So God paid for our sins, and we can all come into in heaven through the atonement. But remember, he talks about many mansions and many crowns, many thrones. Well, if we want to be given those higher blessings, It's more than just accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. It's actually doing what he has asked us to do. And if people won't do it, then he can't bless us. And if the people don't remember what he has asked us to do, you know, because basically a whole lot of precepts of men have gotten into the gospel in every church, including the Mormon church. That's why there's so many different churches. And that's why there's so many different Gospels, because that, you know, like some people preach Jesus Christ as a spirit. Some people say that he has a body of flesh and bone. Uh, You know, people have different ways of baptizing, even though in Ephesians chapter four, it says one God, one faith, one baptism. You know, um, you know, if a prophet is not on the earth, he can't correct the people that God, God uses prophets to correct the people. So that's what I'm doing. I I proclaim to be an eyewitness, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I've had Him lay His hands upon my head and give me that authority, and I'm a prophet. And this is the mission that God has asked me to do. And I might be a false prophet, but and you can't know unless the Holy Spirit lets you know. And, and you should never follow any man. You should hear what they have to say and ask God if it's true after you've studied it out. When you know by revelation that somebody is a true prophet, then you hear them. But You don't just listen to everything they say. You have principles that the prophet is commanded to teach and you get revelation for yourself on each principle. By doing that, you're built upon the rock of revelation where you can never fall. So, I actually... Oh, excuse me, I have to go to work, so I'm, uh, I have to put the pro, uh, turn the program off. But thank you for listening, and uh, thank you for asking your questions. And I invite you to ask uh, questions in the future, um, and I'll try to explain them to the best of my ability. So, all right. Let's see here. All right, we're just going to go out with the Mountain of God by Third Day, which is one of my favorite songs. And like I said, anybody can ask me the uh, questions when we come into the program uh, in the future. Um, You can also message me on Facebook. Follow me, become a friend on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash L-A-Z-U-R-U-S 1977 That's Facebook.com forward slash Lazarus1977 So Thank you for listening to the program Take care, God bless, goodbye
1: I thought that I was All alone Broken and afraid But you were there with me Yes, you were There with me Well, and I
2: DW group no purchase necessary avoid where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
0: it is Ryan here and i have a
1: question for you what do you do when you win